0: and lift me, have compassion on my generation and lift me, go ahead and pray, lift me beyond my faith, have compassion on my generation Shameless earth gone into shape. I want you to pray. Cause me to hear your words that will shape my life for greatness. Cause me to hear your word. Because listen, you may you may come to church, be in church, and not hear anything. Cause me to hear, let me hear. Faith comes by hearing. Let me hear, cause me to hear your word, to hear the word that will shape me for greatness. To hear the word that will shape me for success. Cause me to hear your word today. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. He says, Let him who has ears hear what the Spirit is saying. Cause me to hear your word today. The word that will shape me for greatness, The word that will shape me for success. said there is a prophet nearby, he is a seer, the word of God is with you, and when Saul went to Samuel, the Bible says he found not only the donkeys that he needed, because the prophet gave him revelation where to find the donkeys, but the Bible says that the prophet of God spoke a word that made the shepherd boy to become a king. I don't know why you have come here this morning. That man was looking for donkeys, but he got more than donkeys. He got a kingdom. I don't know what you came here for. You may have come here for healing. You may have come here for promotion. Or you may have just come for fellowship. I want you to pray. Father, help me receive more than what I've come for. Help me receive more than what I've come for. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. look at verse 13 the bible says are you ready? get your bible get your notebook Uh, i have some amazing things to share with you god told me that this service was going to be extra extra special all services are special but like the scripture says each star is distinct in glory. That means there are not two stars that shine alike. Every star is different from the other. They are all stars, but they are different in glory. Are you ready? Are you ready for your next level? Listen to this. And the Lord, these are blessings that the prophet of God, Moses, was showing god's people that if they act on god's word they will get to experience He says and the lord shall make thee the head and not the tail and that and thou shalt be above only and thou shall not be beneath if that thou hearken unto the commandments of the lord thy god which i commanded this day to observe and to do them he says the lord shall make thee the head and not the tail the lord shall make thee the head and not the tell. I believe that we are going to walk in the reality of this blessing now more than ever. Amen. Because you see, for us, this is our birthright. The Bible tells us all the promises of God in Christ Jesus are yes and they are amen. That means that this is a yes for us. This is an amen for us. There are no ifs. Jesus fulfilled all the ifs. You see that? It's an amen blessing. You say amen to it. He says, the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. Say a good amen. amen. Now, it's hard really because uh, when you study 1 Corinthians 14, Paul says something. He said, if you are sitting to, to eat and then you decide to bless the food in tongues, he said, how should the person who is sitting by say amen if he doesn't know what you're talking about. He says, you have blessed well, you have given thanks well, but because he does not understand you, his amen cannot be fruitful. So you have said a good amen to this declaration, but do you understand what it means to be the head and not the tail? Maybe to help you understand what it means to be the head, let me talk to you about what it means to be the tail. Seven things the tail can never accomplish no matter what it does. Seven things the tail can never accomplish no matter what it does. Number one, the tail can never be ahead of the head. No matter what it does, you will never find that the tail of an animal is, is ahead of the face of the animal. Never. The tail is always behind. So when God says you shall be the head and not the tail, he's saying that you will always be in front. No matter what you do, no matter where you go, you will be number one. Are you hearing this? The tail can never be ahead of the head. The tail is always behind and never in front of the head. Number two, the tail can never lead the head. The tail can never lead the head. The tail is always led. Where the head leads, the tail follows. Where the head goes, the tail goes. That means that when God says he will make you the head, he's saying that he's going to make you a leader. You will lead and others will follow. You will lead in business. You will lead in ministry. You will lead in your family. You will lead in life. That's what God is saying. So when you now say amen, you know what you're talking about. Thou shalt be the head and not the tail. Amen. Number three, the tail can never be better than the head. The tail can never be better than the head. So when God says you shall be the head and not the tail, he is saying, I'm going to make you better. Better than those who don't believe in me. Better than those who don't have my word. Better than those who don't worship me. I will make you better. Number four, the tail can never decide its own destiny. The tail can never decide its own destiny. The head makes all the decisions. The tail gets dragged along. That means that it goes where it doesn't want to go. The tail does what it doesn't want to do. Because it's not the head. The head makes all the decisions. So when he's telling you, I'll make you the head and not the tail, he's telling you, you'll become a chooser and not a beggar. When you become a chooser, you will go where you're supposed to go. Not because you have no option, but because that's your option. That's your choice. You will eat what you want to eat. You will sleep on the bed you want to sleep on. You will worship God, not because you have no option, but because that's the option you have chosen. You will fast when you want to fast. There are people who are fasting, not because they want to fast, but because they have no option. There is no food. So they say, I converted into a fast. But God is saying that he wants you to come to that place where you have food in the house and say, today I'm not eating, I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray and fast. And I tell you, that's the kind of fast that produces results. The fast that is circumstantial will bring you nothing. Praise God. Number five, the tail can never feed itself. It only eats that which the head eats. The mouth is never at the tail, the mouth is at the head.
1: Hmm.
0: Hmm. That means it's always a victim of the decisions of the head. Number six, the tail is always last. Always last to receive nutrients last to receive the food last 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 but you will never be last in jesus name say good believing amen Amen. number seven the tail can never become greater than the head the tail can never become greater than the head When they say hungry lion, they can never put the tail of a lion on their package. Even though the tail is part of the greatness of the lion, they will put the head of the lion. Because the tail can never be greater than the head. I pray this blessing over your life today. That you shall be the head and not the tail. If, if this was all that I came to do this morning, this would be more than enough. It means you are free to serve God. Free to be the person God wants you to be. That's it. That's it. Circumstances will not drag you around. You know, for, for some people, the circumstances of their lives are their head. They are tails being dragged around by the circumstances of their lives. They can only do that which their circumstances allow them to do you see what they say due to circumstances beyond my control they are under the control of circumstances they are tails when you are the head you are in control of circumstances you rule over them you have dominion over them and that's what god is doing in our lives so god wants you to be the head he wants you to be above only only he wants you to be number one he wants you to be influential i want to talk to you today about the message i've titled becoming a person of influence we'll put this as part one because i won't be able to finish this one becoming a person of influence god wants you to become a person of influence Why does he want you to become a person of influence number one very quickly write these things down influence is synonymous with greatness influence is synonymous with greatness you will never find a great man who is not influential and you will never find an influential man who is not great Influence is synonymous with greatness. And until you become great, you cannot become a blessing. Hebrews 7, verse 7. NIV. And without doubt, listen to me, without doubt, the lesser is blessed by the greater. Until God makes you greater than your family, you cannot bless your family. Until God makes you greater than your community, you cannot bless your community. Until God makes you greater than your nation, you cannot bless your nation. He says, without doubt, the lesser is blessed by the greater. So it is necessary that God makes some people great for the benefit of others. So he he could bring blessings to others. Look at Genesis 12 verse 2. Look at what God said to our father Abraham. Genesis 12 verse 2. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee. Now listen to this. And make thy name great. I will make your name great. Everywhere people will hear your name. They will say wow. What a man. I will make your name an influential name. You will become an influential figure. Look at the results. And thou shalt be a blessing can i can i can i give you a practical example imagine someone who is not great talks to you and says to you um you're going far you say amen but the impact of that amen will not be great now imagine someone you admire someone you respect Someone you have been praying, oh God, if I can only only meet this person. And then he's he's, he's talking to a group of people. He singles you out and says, listen to me, you are going far. You are going to be blessed indeed. So to receive a blessing is more than to receive good words. It's about the power of the one who is releasing the words. If the man is not great, he cannot release blessings
1: the lesser is blessed
0: by the better and i believe that in this service carlos christian church god is increasing our greatness because remember on on sunday he said one of the things he is going to give us in this month is increased influence and i told you influence is synonymous with greatness that means increased greatness now when you look at this you can see the signs the signs are everywhere that god has increased our greatness our last Miss to Misses last year recorded about 100 and something. This year we had about 600 ladies mm-hmm. registered. That's increased greatness. That's increased influence. Remember what he said, you shall call for a nation you do not know. A nations that you do not know will respond. That's influence. Not beg for nations. Not drag the nations. But he says, call for them. Now look at look at David. David is speaking he's saying, "Wow, I miss the waters. I miss the waters of Bethlehem. If only I could have these waters." It's not a command, he's just speaking a wish. Three mighty men, they get up and say, "Let's go. We're going to fetch water for this man." Now The city was taken by the Philistines. Three men went and defeated an entire army to get David water. When he was a shepherd boy, nobody would get water for him. When he was a nobody, nobody would do anything for him. But here, when he becomes a great man, a person of influence, it is an honor for people to do things for him. They feel honored that they have the opportunity to do this thing for them. You tell somebody will you sweep my house today when god now increases your influence increases your greatness they will beg you these are big people these are great people but they are saying please if you can only allow me to sweep your house i would like to wash your car if i can if i can do it for you i'll be so honored why without contradiction the lesser is blessed by the greater may god increase your greatness i said may god increase your greatness not just in the house of god everywhere you go influence influence why influence number two influence is leadership influence is leadership and you see that means that unless you have influence you cannot lead I'm not saying you cannot be given the title of a leader, there are people who have been given leadership titles who have no influence. They cannot lead the people, They cannot. when they tell people, do this, do that, nobody is excited to do what they are telling them to do, what he's telling them to do. Nobody is excited, they have no influence. That is why, you see, your desire should not be, oh God, give me a leadership title. Your desire should be, make me a person of influence. I may not have the title, but I'll have the influence. Look at Joseph. Joseph was not uh, the prison warden, but he had influence in the prison. Everyone was under his charge. Joseph was not the owner of Potiphar's house, but everything that Potiphar had was in his hands. And Joseph was not the king of Egypt, but all of Egypt was in sub- subjection to him whatever joseph said happened. he was a person of influence and god is raising such people and and listen to me and without leadership nothing great can ever be achieved we need leadership to achieve vision we need leadership to change generations we need leaders that means people of influence you cannot become an agent of change until you become a person of influence go and study history you'll find that everyone who ever impacted their generation was a person of influence everyone number three influence is the highest level of success that's what we are talking about becoming a person of influence influence is the highest level of success your success is good (laughs) But it is useless if it cannot influence others positively hope you got that down your success is useless if it cannot influence others positively the highest level of success is influence influence esther you are now a queen They want to kill the jews you've got to do something because she has influence she can change things for others she can help others positively influence joseph of arimathea you are a disciple of jesus a man of substance a man with good connections the disciples cannot get the body but you have influence use your influence to benefit others positively That is the highest level of success. If your success only benefits you, it's useless. It's useless for kingdom expansion. It is useless for life transformation. It's useless for generational impact. It's useless. So one of the things you should learn to pray for is, God, help me to become influential. Not just successful, but influential. That whatever impact that I'm going to make with my success will bring you glory. That should be your prayer. Because the Bible says you are created for his glory. That means that whatever happens in your life should cause people to glorify God. It should influence them. The Bible says, let your light so shine that men may see it and glorify your Father. Influence. Hallelujah. What is Influence. Quickly, number one, influence is the ability to move things or people your way, effortless. Influence is the ability to move things or people your way, effortlessly. That means you are going to move things in your direction. You're going to move things in your favor. That means that what you want is what is going to happen. Now this already suggests that what you want is what God wants. Because we're talking about positive influence. There are people who are a negative influence to others. So they lead others astray. They drive others, move others to go in the way of evil. They are a negative influence. But when you become a positive influence, you move things in the right direction. Things are not moving you. You are the one moving things. Whatever is moving you is influencing you. So when the Bible says the holy men of God prophesied as they were moved by the Spirit, it means that they were under the influence of the Spirit when they were prophesying. What What is moving you is what is influencing you. Now God is saying He wants to make you an influencer. You're going to move people. You're going to move things in the right direction. That means that you will enter a community and say, things are not going the way they're supposed to go. I am going to change things here. I am going to move things. That means that you're not going to be crying, I am in a wicked nation, my nation is poor, my nation, look at my nation, why was I born in this nation? No, you're going to become a person of influence. You will say, Because I came, because I am here, things will change. I'm going to make this nation an envy of nations. That's something that is lacking. That's something that is lacking in Africa. We don't lack resources. What we lack is a positive, Correct, upright mental attitude. That's what we lack. And you see, this is what would determine our GDP. Our GDP will never grow until our GMA grows. Our gross mental attitudes. The attitude of the entire nation until we change the way we think. Not just what we think, the way we think. You can think right thoughts in the wrong way.
1: You need to learn to think in the right way.
0: Until we change that, nothing can ever change. The poverty of a people is their mentality. Until you change the way a man thinks, you cannot change his experiences. So here, influence is the ability to move things or people your way. God speaks to you and says, Son, I want you to do A, B, C, D. And then he says, these are the people I have given you. If you can move those people in the way God has shown you, you have influence. But if you are busy crying to God, the people that you gave me are not following me. It means you, have, you lack influence. You have a title. They call you leader, but you're not leading. You lack influence. Number two, influence is the ability to affect the character Development or outcome of someone or something. The ability to affect the character. Okay, let's stop there for a second. You see, uh, stop. You know, the reason he's drinking now is because he's found with bad influence. What is happening? Bad company corrupts good manners. The influence he's under is corrupting his character. Now, you become a positive influence. You start going to places and people's character starts changing because of you. You are able to affect their character because they are saying, if I want to become like this man, if I want to become like this woman, I must have the character that she has. I must have the character that he has. So I will change my way. That's influence. That's influence. You're also able, you're also able to affect the development or outcome of someone or something. Influence. Tell your neighbor, influence. (laughs) Number three, influence is the ability to make people and things willingly conform to your purpose, plans and pursuits. Willingly. Mark that word. Willingly. That's the difference between a boss and a leader. A leader is a person of influence. A boss is in a position of power. But a leader is not only in a position of power he has influence people willingly want to work with him they willingly want to serve him but with a boss they have no option he does he tells them whatever he wants they must do it if they if they want the job If they don't want the job <laughs> they'll be fired if they don't do what he tells them to do they'll be fired and so sadly we find such people in the house of God they are bosses you know they are bosses Their pastor tells them go for evangelism on this particular day and they also go and tell other people go for evangelism they don't go but they expect others to go a leader does not say go a leader says let's go it's a person of influence hallelujah number four i'm sure when you go home and meditate on this you'll get deeper insights number four Influence is the ability to make people aspire to the inspirations of your aspirations. I think it's on the screen. You can write it down so you don't forget it. It's the ability to make people aspire to the inspirations of your aspirations. In simple terms, it means to make people want to be like you. That suggests that you would have become the kind of person that others would willingly want to be like. Let's do a quick test have you become the person that others would willingly want to be like let's do a quick test and look at the outcome of this result the outcome of this happening if people were to become like you what would happen let's imagine for a second if all of zambia were like you if everyone in zambia was like you what kind of nation would it be would zambia still be in debt praise god some people are quiet now hey hallelujah Okay, maybe that's too far. Let's come to Carlos Christian Church. If all of Carlos Christian Church was like you, every member, every worker, every pastor was like you, what kind of ministry would it be? Some people are just smiling. Then you know what you're thinking. You know what is going on. If you're not happy with what you are thinking, if you're not happy with what is coming into your mind, it means that you've got to change. You must become a person with following. You must become a person worth following. People should want to be like you. Apostle Paul knew that he was worth following. He says, be ye followers of me as I follow Christ. Jesus knew he was a person worth following. He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. If people were to follow you, what would they become? To become a person of influence, you must become an excellent person. Now, let's go deeper now. Are you ready? To become a person of influence, number one, you must break existing limitations that have kept you on the same level with others. You must break existing limitations that have kept you on the same level with others. That's why I've called this uh, Becoming a Person of Influence Part 1 because uh, this is how far we'll be able to go today. So we're going to talk more about this. Breaking existing limitations that have kept you on the same level with others listen if you are on the same level with others you cannot influence others you can only influence others when you're on the same level with them if you use the power of the group it's what you call peer group the power of the group and and in most cases in such groups there is a person who has more influence than others there is a person that the group follows And if that person is wicked or if that person is right, the whole group will take on his character. So you hear people say, let us. Let us go and drink. There is not one person who can move the whole group. And so they have to use the power of the group to go to that place. Let us. Let us do this. And then you say, ah, I was with my friends. I could not but do what they said we should do. But here we are talking about you, not just a group becoming an influence, but you becoming an influence. And that is why the scripture says you should come out from such relationships because they will influence you negatively. Come out from such company. So here he says you must break existing limitations that have kept you on the same level with others. Isaiah 2 verse 2. Quickly, Isaiah chapter 2 verse 2. Let's get some few things that we are going to pray. What is going to happen in your life, I tell you. (laughs) Listen to this. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house, the mountain of the Lord's house, shall be established in the top of the mountains. Listen to what is going on here. There are other mountains. That means there are other institutions that have been exalted. But here the Bible says, the mountain of the Lord's house, the influence of the Lord's house, he says, it shall be established in the top of the mountains. The house of God will be above everything and anything. Look at the results. And shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. The house of God, the church, will become an influence when it is exalted above other institutions. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory to God. So it's necessary that you are exalted. It's necessary that you are lifted. Until you are lifted, you cannot lift others. So here we see the church is exalted. What is happening? People are drawn to the church. The nations are flowing to the church. Flow, he uses the word flow. The picture is like water going to this particular direction. They are flowing. All this time, the church has been going to the world. But God gives the church influence. The world starts coming to the church. This is your ST now. It has influence in the area. People are good. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. If you read this whole chapter, you'll be amazed. He says they will start talking to one another. Let us go to the house of the Lord. Let- they are the ones t- talking to each other. All this time you have been the one talking to them. Let us go to church, and they are busy giving you excuses. Now you have become someone worth following. They are saying wherever you are going, I am going. Now you have become a Naomi. You have become a person of influence. Some roots are beginning to respond. Your God will be my God. Where you are going, that's where I'm going. What you are going to do, that's what I'm going to do. May God exhort you to such a place. Yes. You're not begging people to come to church. They are flowing. They are flowing. They can't help it. They can't help it. So breaking existing limitations that have kept you, on the same level with others, as long as you are on the same level, as long as you are on the same level. Praise the Lord. Let's do a quick demo. Is it possible you can move your chair close to ease? Move it quickly. I want you to notice something here. Now, while you are seated lifted, forget about your call, that later. While you are seated lifting, try. That's the guy. He is trying to lift another person. But he has not been lifted. He has no influence. He has a desire to change him. But as long as he is on the same level with him, he cannot change him. He wants to see him saved. He has received salvation. He wants to see him saved. But look at how he is doing. Career wise, he's zero. Financial wise, zero. Family wise, nothing to be desired. Now God begins to exhort him. He begins to do well in his academics. And the man begins to begins to look to him. Okay, something is happening here. He begins to do well in his career. Okay, I, I think that's what I want to become like. Then God says, look, I have made you a person of influence. Now lift him. Because he has been lifted, he is able to lift others. Now we can become a blessing. May God lift you. This is what I'm trying to show you. Until the church is exalted, until the church is lifted, it cannot draw nations. It will have to go to the nations. It will have to chase after nations. It will have to be insulted by nations. Please, may may I talk to you? I have good good news to share with you. They, They look at you from head to toe. Good news. Good news. I don't have any change. I don't have any change. Here is a brother who is trekking in racked clothes, trying to preach the gospel. Nothing wrong with him preaching the gospel. It's the right thing. But you see, God must exalt him. Otherwise, his message will not be hid. The Bible says that the the wisdom of a poor man will be despised. The wisdom of a poor man. He has wisdom, but because he is poor, because of his status, he will not be hid. The wisdom of a failure will be despised. That is why we see some Christians, they go to school and they say, I'm going to win my school for Christ. But then when they write exams, they get F's. They have no influence over their classes. They have no influence over their friends. They may preach with the deepest voice. They may raise their voices. They may be so anointed that when they lift their hands toward other people are falling under the power, but they will not be able to influence any smart person. when you realize that your your grades are part of the preparation of the preaching of the gospel of peace you will study you will study this is for god's glory when you become an a plus student everyone who wants to get a plus, they will pay attention when you speak sometimes you you will not even be required to speak you will just sneeze and they are turning around to see what is going on the smartest person in the room is sneezing <laughs> But then you're telling them, listen, listen. What is important in life is that you are born again. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world, loses his own soul? And they are saying, "Uh heaven has not come, hell has not come. We are on earth. We don't want to be like you. We don't want what you are giving. We don't want to become like you. Let's go for church. You know, God will give you wisdom. Show me first that he has given you wisdom and I will follow you. Show me. that they will be amazed at how god will hold us accountable for our grades how god will hold us accountable for our influence how we influence people negatively by our results listen he said in this is my father glorified that you bear more fruits he says that you bear much fruits much fruits when you bring results god is glorified how is he glorified by you becoming an influence for him results Because nobody can argue with results. That's right. When you tell somebody, look, look, you can be excellent. You can make it. I have made it. Your results will draw them. Mm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Four things that are responsible for for, uh, your limitations in life. Four things that are responsible for limitation in your life. Four things. And I'm going to use a scripture on prayer. We'll start with prayer. We'll look at limitations in prayer. Because truths are parallel. So what we're going to apply to prayer, you can apply it to every other area of your life. Is that okay? Yes. Matthew 7, verse 7. He says, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Four things that are responsible for the limitations in your life. Number one, what you don't know what you don't know in the scripture we have just read if you don't know that you can ask and receive that which you don't deserve you will only keep and remain with what you, that which you deserve it means that everything you are going to have in life will be a result of your hard work nothing by grace because you don't know that you can ask God for something and receive it write this down Write this down, never forget this. Something I don't know is responsible for my limitation. Something I don't know is responsible for my limitation. The reason my, uh, my territories are not being enlarged is because of something that I don't know. So to break this limitation, I must know what I need to know. So that means that my prayer life should change. My prayer life should not be, oh God, give me this, oh God, give me that. I should go beyond that. I should start praying, God, what is it that I'm supposed to know which I don't know? That is responsible for my limitation in this area. How come I'm not able to move forward? Show me what I'm not seeing. Then that shows that you are maturing in the things of God. Hallelujah. It may be a principle that you don't know, which is responsible for the results that you desire. It may be a person that you are supposed to know. For Joseph to go into the prime minister's office, he needed to know a particular person. If he doesn't get to know that person, he will never rise. It was very important that that Joseph is able to identify that person because that person was his connection to Pharaoh. There is someone that you must know. There is someone that you must get in contact with. God must connect you to a certain person. So if you don't know that person, then you have a problem. There is something that you are lacking which is responsible for the lack that you are suffering. Lack is a result of lack. Material lack, financial lack is a result of a a spiritual lack of some sorts. There is something that is lacking. Number two, what you don't believe what you don't believe james 1 verse 6 to 7 so we see in matthew he said when you pray you're going to receive something right so james 1 verse 6 says but let him ask in faith nothing weathering it says for he that weathereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the lord Praise God. That's James 1, verse 6 to 7. The media help me there. Make sure it's on the screen. So that's the reason this person will not get his results. So he has found out, he has discovered, he has discovered I should ask for this. Oh, so I can ask. He knows what to do. But then here, he does not believe. And that is his problem. Your knowledge is your limitation. Your faith also is your limitation. The things that will be possible to you are determined by what you believe. Mark chapter 9 verse 23. All things are possible to him that believes. If you believe 2020 will end great for you, it will end great for you. If you believe 2020 will end on a sad note, that's exactly what will happen. Your faith is your limitation. You see, the extent of your faith will determine the extent of your greatness. The extent of your knowledge will determine the extent of your greatness. This, this is what I'm trying to show you. These are your limitations. If you don't know something, you'll be limited by that thing. If that thing is essential to your greatness. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You keep crying on what? On doors. Why? Because you don't know a key that can open it. Doors are not opened by tears. Doors are opened by te- by keys. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. You see, you, you cannot have access to certain realms until you have keys to those realms. That's knowledge. Those are the keys of knowledge. So you must, listen to me, our, I think our greatest enemy in life is not the devil. Our greatest enemy is ignorance. We must wage war against ignorance. Now, not all kind of ignorance because not all kind of knowledge will benefit you. You see, you don't go around learning everything. Learn what is important to your destiny. I have, I have no business I have no business studying certain courses. They have no business in my life. They will not benefit me. The knowledge that changes a man's life is a knowledge that should be acquired. Don't waste your time reading books that won't benefit you. Don't know what's to see me i'm reading me i like to read i read a lot of things if what you are reading is not useful to you it's useless it is the wrong use of your mental faculties it's, 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 it's the abuse of your mind before you read anything ask yourself how will this benefit me how will this profit my journey How will he help me? Read the introduction. Read the table of contents. Go to the conclusion. See the conclusion of the matter. If you see that this will benefit you, read everything. If it won't benefit you, the Bible says when a person increases knowledge in that way, he increases sorrow. You think because you know too much I heard of a guy, he studied the entire dictionary says he got to know every word and know so much. Then I wanted to look at his accomplishments. What has he accomplished with all such studies? Apart from a name that he has read the whole dictionary and every word, what has he accomplished? I got to see he he accomplished nothing. I wanted to see if I should do the same thing. If If by what he did, he has accomplished something great, something I want to accomplish, then I'll do it too. then I saw because you see there are certain words in the dictionary that I will never use in my whole life because they they don't make sense to me or to the people in my environment I you seen some people who like to use bombastic words that don't mean anything to the people they are talking to it's okay to minister to people who understand such words That is why, if you listen to our messages very well, I always try to explain to you. When I use a big word, I will explain. Just listen very well; you understand it. Because the key is communication, excellent communication. If the other person is not understanding what you are saying, you are not communicating. You are bragging. You are showing off. You see, you see what I mean when I say I explain big words. When I said bragging, I said showing off. So you know what I mean. (laughs) So if you didn't get it first, listen to the following words. You'll get it. <laughs> Hallelujah. So what you don't know is limiting you. What you don't believe, what you don't believe. You know something. Write this down. Something I I know but don't honor and believe is responsible for my limitation. Something I know but don't honor and believe is responsible for my limitation. Number three, what you don't do consistently. What you don't do consistently. I'm hoping we can run a little bit now because of time. James chapter 4 verse 2. You lust and have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not. He says, yet you have not because you ask not. You know that you can ask and receive. You know that when you ask, you should believe to receive. But the reason you are not receiving is because you are not asking. Are you seeing that? Here, the problem is not ignorance. The problem is not unbelief. Here, the problem is inaction. Inconsistency. Write this down. Something I have believed, but I have not consistently acted upon. Is responsible for my limitation something i have believed but have not consistently acted upon is responsible for my limitation here's the thing sometimes a person knows what to do to to become successful in a certain area but they don't want to do it because it's, it's no longer exciting it's like you know uh, repeating the same thing in church we talk about follow-up do this it works and then the person's like is there anything else we can do something new we can do No, consistency is what you must do. You cannot have continued results if you're not consistent in applying the laws that govern that result. Hallelujah. If you want non-stop answers, then you must pray without ceasing. If you want God to work in your life continuously, you must pray without ceasing. You must pray without ceasing. If you want the Word of God to work continuously in your life, you must work the work of the Word of God continuously. The Bible saw, said that Paul preached the gospel in Ephesus for two years, every day. Think about this. Every day this man was preaching the word. When he preached the first day, nothing was working, nothing was happening. As a matter of fact, some people did not believe in what he preached. They threw him out of the synagogue. But some few people believed. So he got the few people and went and got a classroom. Went to a school. Got a school. Read your Bible. Acts 19. Got into a school. Started preaching in that school. And stayed there preaching every day. Every day. Why was he preaching? He should have stopped doing it when he saw that it was not working. It is because he knows. It is because he knew that this thing that I'm doing works. It has worked in other areas. It will work here also. And the bible tells us the area where he was preaching there was so much witchcraft there was so much satanism there was so much evil but the bible says he kept preaching he kept preaching because he kept at it the bible shows us now god wrote special miracles by the hands of Paul. So much so that aprons and anglices were taken from his body to the sick, and they were healed. The Bible tells us that some mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. Paul knew that before the word can prevail, it must first grow. And for it to grow, there must be a consistent intake of the word. The people must continue to receive the word of God. Paul knew that faith does not come by having aids. Faith comes by hearing. That means they must hear, they must hear again, hear, hear again. Jesus is Lord, Jesus is your savior. Your life will change, your life will get better. They heard last time, no testimony was retained. They heard again, they did not come back with celebration, they came back with tears. But this pastor knew that what I am preaching works. So he kept at it. The Bible tells us that all of Asia, because of what he was doing, all of Asia got the words. They started moving from there to Asia. His disciples started spreading the gospel. The Bible says those who were into witchcraft, they brought their charms to be banned. Those who were into curious works, they brought their books, their books of incantations, they brought them to be banned. I tell you, there was such a move of God in that place, because there was a man who said, I will not leave until the devil quits. I am going to stay here. Until I take over the land. We had a meeting last Sunday. There are only five people. But I will not stop until we get everyone here. He knew the power of consistence. He kept at it. Remember at this time he had planted some successful churches in other areas. He would have said, "Uh, uh, 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 let me go back to those churches. What am I doing here? They don't appreciate my grace. They don't honor me good enough. He knew it was beyond him. It was about the king and bringing men into the kingdom. He says, I count not my own life dear to myself. That I may run the race and finish the course, the ministry. That he gave me to testify of the word of his grace. That's what this man said. Consistent. When you know that what you are doing is right. When you know that what you are doing works. Don't shift. Don't change. Stay there. Results may not show. Stay there. When you plant a seed for a, for a time, for a season, it will seem as though nothing is happening. You will not see that seed shoot. You will not see that seed sprout. You will not see it produce any fruit. Because it is working underground. It is working where no man can see but God. That is why a farmer, I love farmers, every farmer has faith. He puts seed in the ground, he buries the seed. He goes there tomorrow, he doesn't see anything, but he still waters the seed. He has faith that the seed is still there. Nothing may be manifesting but one time it will manifest. So we keep watering it. It's not like those people who say, ah, the pastor said that this was going to be my great. How come it has not been a great for me? How come? How come? Did you water the word that was planted? Did you water the word? Have you ever seen a seed produce a result without being watered? Without being taken good care of? Have you washed over your prophecy? Have you watered your prophecy? Before there is increase, there is first the planting and the watering. I have planted. I have planted Apollos' water. God is the one who has given me increase. Consistency. Consistency. Be not weary in doing good. When you know that what you are doing is good, when you know this is it, be not well in doing good. For in due time you shall reap if you faint not. But if you faint, you will not reap anything. So we see there are people who are professional beginners. They are ever beginning. Hey, oh, you meet them. What are you doing now? <laughs> I've just started a new business. Oh, okay, okay. Meet them again next week. You'll be amazed. They have started something else. Uh, You know, I've heard there's this thing that is happening in Kasumbalesa, so I'm I'm doing something there. Okay, okay, okay. Ah, You know, this business is not for me. So I've started something else. Ever starting, never growing. They never have the patience to see anything come to fruition. They never stick to anything. Even in churches, it's the same thing. They go to a church, they're expecting that their lives will change in one service. Ah, they don't see anything. I thought this church was different. They leave the church. They join another church. Ah, I I think this is it. This is it. Nothing is happening. They go and join another church. The Bible says, those who are planted in the crops of the Almighty, they shall bring forth fruit. It says, even in old age, they will continue to flourish and bring forth fruit. Those who are planted. Not those who are planted are planted. planted. You will never produce anything. And so they have become church tourists. Every new church, they love to go and see. They are into sightseeing, spiritual sightseeing. They know everything. They know everything about churches. They, 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 they have gone to many churches. Be planted where you can be watered. You will bear fruit. Now, you see, this is not just coming to church on Sunday, one Sunday and you forget. No, no, no. Come back. If you attended church last Sunday and nothing happened to your life, as far as you are concerned, come back. Come back again. Come back again. And again. And again. Yes, if the crowds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon ears. Before they are full, nothing will happen. They must first be full. Full of rain before they can empty themselves. One day you just discover. Ah-ah, is, is this me? It's not me. This is something, something different. Something has happened here. I was not like this. How come I'm not? I'm not angry anymore. I used to get angry very quickly. Now this person has spoken against me, and I'm not angry. What is happening? Something happened to you when you were in church. <laughs> that short temper got dealt with. Because not everything will go by lemon of hair. He says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. <laughs> Number four, what you are doing wrong. <laughs> James chapter 4, verse 3. James 4, verse 3. Give me verse 3. We're in cha- chapter 4, verse 3. He says, you ask and receive not, because you ask amiss. So here, he's saying, the problem is not that you don't know that you can ask. The problem is not that you don't believe when you ask. The problem is not that you are not consistent in asking. The problem is that you are asking the wrong way for the wrong things. You ask amiss. So when I do something and I don't get my desired result, I ask myself two important questions what is it that i did that i was not supposed to do what is it that i was supposed to do which i am not done that should settle the matter for me maybe i did something i was not supposed to do maybe there was something that i omitted something that i was supposed to do which i did not do you see especially when it comes to dealing with god god will never fail god will never last So if you say that a a certain manifestation is supposed to come, I shouldn't be angry at him. It's foolishness to be angry at God. If God says, I shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. I lay hands on the sick man and the sick man dies. The question is, did I do what I was supposed to do the way I was supposed to do it? Or is there something that I don't know which I was supposed to do which I did not do? I should find out because the problem here cannot be with God. In this equation of life, God is the constant. I am the valuable. So if there is someone who should change, it's me. He does not change. I should learn. I should find out. So if 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 it did not work, it doesn't mean it doesn't work. It means I missed something. I should find out what I missed. And I will get it right. Say good amen if that blessed yeah. you. Did that bless you? Yeah. And you see that the results of those four are the same. The one who does not know will be limited the same way as the person who does not believe. And the person who does not believe will be limited the same way as the person who does not act consistently with what he believes. The person who does not act consistently with with what he does not believe will be limited in the same way with the person who acts, but acts amiss. You deal with these four, you have dealt with every and any limitation. Face in life. Praise God. Amen. Let me get some few more things to you, then we can pray. As Art from verse 1 to verse 3. When you receive understanding, then it becomes okay for you to start celebrating. You don't celebrate until understanding has come. Huh? You don't shout and bring the walls down if you don't know what is going on. You first need some time to meditate. Behold, I have given unto you Jericho, the mighty man and the king thereof. I have given to you Jericho, the mighty man and the king thereof. Dear one, you are still meditating. The the man of God said, no talking. So that means the only thoughts I'm having right now is that this, what I'm seeing, has been given to me and the mighty men those ones who are on the walls have also been given to me and then you do it again on day two you do it again on day three you're not shouting you do it again on day four you do it on day five day six day seven you do it seven times on that day when you finally get the meaning of what he has told you shout for the lord has done it. this is some people they shout you understand first what is this what is happening Look at this. Arise, shine. Arise, shine. No, no, no. He did not say arise and shine. He said arise, shine. I know, I know there are some arise and shine ministries, and, and some people will say arise and shine. When you rise, you don't need to do anything. Your shining is in your rising. When you rise, you shine. Because you are already the light of the world. But until you rise, you cannot be seen. And you cannot shine. So, for the people, your shining is in your rising. He says, arise, shine. Why? He says, for thy light is come. So, that, that, that means that the, the knowledge that I have is my limitation, right? The light, the amount of light that I receive will determine and limit the kind of lifting or rising that I'll be able to do. Arise, shine. Your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee. And his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the gentle shall come to thy light. And kings to the brightness of thy rising. Darkness everywhere. But you're going to stand out. You're going to stand out. Now here's what we are seeing. We are seeing that influence is a result of rising. Right? Influence is a result of rising. Until you are lifted, it doesn't matter what you are. It doesn't matter that you are shining. No one will follow you. No one will follow a light that has been hidden in the bush. It must be set somewhere where everyone can see it. Yo, yo, Your influence is a result of rising. Look at what he says there. Arise, shine. So, what are you doing? You have gotten up. You are shining. What is happening? In verse verse 3, he says, The Gentiles shall come to thy light. Why are they coming? You have risen. Kings shall come to the brightness of your rising. Why why are they coming? Because of how you have risen. You have risen with such brightness. So, they are drawn to you. Your influence is a result of your rising. As long as you are low, as long as you are downcast, as long as you are depressed, you can't be influential for God. That means you can be useful for kingdom expansion. You've got to rise. Rise from within. Get up from within. See yourself leading the pack. Arise, shine. Your light has come. Write this down. Influence is a result of being seen in a benefiting way by others. Influence is a result of being seen in a benefiting way by others. If people don't see how they can benefit by following you, they cannot follow you. These people are in darkness. They are seeing a light that is shining. They can benefit from that light, so they are going to follow it. John was a shining and a burning light. That is why people came from every city and village to follow him into the desert. They knew that they could benefit. The Bible says for a season you rejoice in his light. The only reason you follow a mango tree is because it has mangoes. That's right. Nobody follows a mango tree in June. Right now, I tell you, the season is even here. You'll be seeing people. Some people will even climb walls to get to the tree. Not because of the tree, but because of what the tree has for them. Ah, uh-huh. you know who I'm talking to. The neighbor has a mango tree. you don't have enough sense to go and ask the neighbor, so you'll make some wire somewhere. <laughs> what are you doing? The, the whole lot of you are a grown man. <laughs> because you are after what the tree has, not what, what the tree has become. Are you following what I'm showing you here? When you stop producing fruit, you become useless. Useless to God. Useless to people. Huh? Any branch that does not bear fruit, he cuts it off. It's useless. Those are strong words, but they are true words and worthy of all acceptation. Let's look at some results of influence, quickly. Number one, followership. When you become an influence, you start gathering a following. People start following you. Things start following you. Hazard chapter 6, verse 3. The Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. They start coming to you. Now you're not the one going to kings, begging them. I'd like to see you. I would like to make an appointment with you. They are the ones. When can we see you? A young man, when can we see you? You have become a solution. You have something they need. So you have become a necessity to them. They are following you. You become someone with following So I told you before, your goal should never be to be in a leadership position. Your goal should be to become a person of influence. You see, we receive titles in the house of God and everywhere for organizational purposes and for structuring that place or that organization. But you see, until a person becomes a person of influence, he will not take that organization anywhere. He will become a monument. Leaders are are a movement, not a monument. They are followed because they are moving. Praise God. Hallelujah. Number two, effortless evangelism. When you become a person of influence, so winning becomes the easiest thing for you to do. You have effortless evangelism. As Azarskiste verse 4, NIV. Give it to me, media. Quick. Look at this. Lift up your eyes and look about you. Who is he talking to? Those who are shining, those who are, who have risen. He says, look, up, lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters are carried on the heap. Why are they coming? You have risen. Your daughters are coming. Your daughters are coming. Your sons are coming because you have risen. You have now become the managing director. Before, you were just a normal worker. So you were busy telling your friends we should start a lunch hour fellowship. No one was listening. (laughs) Now you are the one in charge. Twelve hours sharp. We're having prayers. If anybody likes their job, if anybody wants their job, they will stop whatever they are doing and attend those prayers. Because you have risen. Effortless evangelism. Who doesn't want to please their boss? If they are getting a good pay, they will want to please their boss. Now you've become the boss. It's good promoting anyone in the house today. Because you have this understanding on the impact and blessing of promotion, it is coming to you Amen. Yes. Look at families. We listen to people of influence. People that will benefit us in one way or another. There is always that uncle that is poor and broke. He has the best advice, but because he's not a person of influence, nobody listens to him. <laughs> nobody. Nobody. You know, you know, you know, even in a nation like ours, We always have such people. They know what should do, what the president should do. They know what should happen. But because they are broke, because they are nowhere, they have not been lifted, no one wants to listen to them. A rich fool will will, will do great damage than a poor wise person. Because a, a rich fool can become a very influential person. Very influential. But influential in the negative. Effortless evangelism. You are being lifted Amen. i said you are being lifted what is lifting you Amen. and listen to me don't be scared i've seen there are people who are scared of promotion they are scared of leadership they are scared what you are saying is that you are scared of greatness they don't want to speak up they want to speak when everyone else has spoken my, my brother my sister that's a case stop stop operating under a case because that is a case the blessing is that you'll be the head, not the tail. If you're waiting for other people to talk before you can talk, for other people to make the decisions before you can and then when they say, what are you saying? Whatever they have said, that's what I'm saying. You are the tail. <laughs> you are the tail. You know what, you, what should happen. You know what they're supposed to do. Speak up! You say, I don't want them to speak against me. It doesn't matter. Just speak up. You are here to lead. They will hate me, they will not like me. Listen, when you do nothing, people hate you. When you do something, people hate you. So it's better they hate you for doing something with God. Speaker, this thing that is happening here, I don't like it. This is not proper. We should stop it. no, me, I'm an introvert. I'm a quiet person. It's not your calling. It may be the way you were born, but it's not the way God expects you to continue. I know what I'm talking about. I used to be that kind of person, very quiet. Everyone No, 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 no. Don't want to get involved in a fight. Don't want. But you see, in life, there are certain fights that you must not ignore. <laughs> <laughs> My brother David, if you ignore Goliath, you remain with your anointing, taking care of the sheep. Where nobody will see you. There comes a time when you say i ready to fight. And fight. our speaker. This David was not considered at all. Samuel comes, I'm here to anoint a king. Bring all your sons. He is not caught. All the brothers are caught. Now he gets anointed. His father sends him to go and take food to his brothers. He finds Goliath. He says, this is my way out. Before he faces Goliath he says, what shall be done to the man who will bring him down? I need to get the benefits first. I know I can bring him down, but what, are, what benefits are attached to these fights? I don't fight for nothing. What benefits? He said, number one, the man is going to become rich. Oh, he said, that's a good thing. Number two, he will get married to the princess. That means he's going to become royalty. Ah, I think I like that. Number three, his family will be exempted from paying tax. David was not satisfied. Let me confirm if this is true. He asked several people, his brother heard him asking such questions. He said, go back to your small few Go back. And David refused. He said, I must take up this challenge. Me, this is the way I hear. There comes a time when you, you... You have to go against the way you have been. Because nothing will change until you change. You, you can never do great things in your comfort zone comes a time when you must step out of the boat. Yes, you may may fall down, you may sink, you may drown, but you're going to step out. You're going to step out. If you have nothing worth dying for, you truly have nothing worth living for. That means you're living a useless life. If there is nothing worth dying for, that's why people have to drag you up to get out of your bed. You have nothing worth living for. You haven't found something that you are willing to die for, to sacrifice your very life for. Effortless evangelism. Number three, wealth and beauty. Wealth and influence. Hi! you should see some people before they became influential. They used to look very ugly. Yeah, look at the old photos. you will be amazed. But because of influence, there is a beauty that has come to them. Mmm. It's beyond boom, I tell you. It's not it's beyond boom, and the debt is gone. It's influence. <laughs> <laughs> look around you, look around you. I want you to look at your neighbor. Because what is going to happen because of this influence they are receiving? <laughs> if you were not part of this meeting, you would have never believed that. They used to look like this, right now. No, you think they are looking beautiful. It is because you are on the same level. When until you think change, you will see the
1: difference.
0: I tell you, there is what we used to call excellence seven years ago. Hey, this is excellent, this is what... Today, when we look at those photos, we're like, hmm?
1: Mm. What was going on? Was this a
0: suit of arms? What was this? <laughs> You even start feeling shy posting certain photos on social media. Some of you even start taking down some old photos because you say, "Was this me? Look at what the scripture says. 5. look at verse 5. Quickly. Masoto. He's speaking to those who are shining, to those who are risen. He says, then you will look and be radiant. You will look and you will be radiant. You are shining now. You are going to be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. Listen to this because of your influence there is beauty because of your influence there is wealth he says the wealth on the seas will be brought to you why are they bringing wealth because of your influence you have become a person of solutions you have become a person of answers you have what they need God has delivered the answers of your generation to your hands so you have influence over your generations they are all in darkness but God has given you light. God has given you light the Bible says this wisdom was hidden from the foundation of the world unto our glory. That means we have something that the world does not have. There is a the wisdom that God has given us that should make us relevant in this 21st century. And God is activating this wisdom in our lives. From today, you're going to become a person of answers, solutions. Your light has come. And you see, this light is not only for you, it is for the nations. That is why they are coming here.
1: Your light has come. He says, Arise, shine. Your light has
0: come. Your light has come. They are in darkness concerning HIV and AIDS. But God picks up one of his daughters. He says to her, Daughter, rise, shine. Here is the cure, the scientific cure for HIV and AIDS. Now, when you speak, all the doctors will listen. When you tell them there is a God in heaven, they will listen. But right now they are not listening because no person of influence has risen in that area. All they are seeing are people shouting and falling on the ground. But now they are seeing a demonstration of the of the existence of God on another plane. God says, shine, shine, my daughter, shine, shine in your medical field, shine, shine in this scientific field, so that the scientists can come to what is your secret you said ah i had a dream the other night god showed it to me i had a vision the other time i was praying and i asked the holy spirit what is the cure for this problem and the spirit of god taught me the cure he gave me this equation and then they put it where they said wow wow you see nobody can argue with results god is saying shine your light has come how come your business is not falling like ours how come there is something that god has shown me which you have not seen the Bible tells us the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. But you see, the righteous are not going to just sit down and receive the wealth. He says to them, God gives them wisdom, knowledge, and joy. Why wisdom and knowledge? So that they can know what to do to, to get the money that the wicked are holding. They know how to do and what to do. They can draw it. They can, they can buy off the, the, the non-believers out of business. All of a sudden, God gives you light on how to prepare chicken and chips in a most excellent way. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? We are coming to that place where our prayer requests are changing. We're not just praying, oh God, oh God, give me money, oh God. Say, God, solutions. Solutions for my generation. Solutions for my nation. There are too many problems Solutions on their scientific level. Solutions on the mathematical level. I am here for solutions. He says, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find I want to become a person of influence for you. A person of influence. Person of influence. Look at this, look at this. He says, Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throw back joy. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you. To you, the riches of the nations will come. No, do you think they will just bring the riches and the wealth and say, ah, Get it, get it? No, it's because you have something they need. They can exchange it for anything they have. May God give you something, the whole world will be willing to exchange their wealth for. I said, may God give you something, the whole world will be will be ready and willing to exchange their wealth for. They will say, what you have is more greater than our gold. Get our God. Please give us what you have. What you have is more greater than our dollars, than our culture, than our nail. Please get our nail. Get our culture. We want what you have. Verse 6, heads of camels will cover your land, young camels of Midian and Ephah, and all from Sheba will come, bearing gold and incense, and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. Why are they proclaiming the praise of the Lord? Because it is God who has done it. It is God who has done it. And all Kedah's flocks will be gathered to you. The rams of Naboth will save you. They will be accepted as offerings on my altar. You see that? You are connecting them to the kingdom. And I will adorn my glorious temple verse 8. Who are these that fly along clouds like those to their nests? So there are others who are coming by ship, and there are others who are coming by planes. There was no way that this prophet could prophesy oh, your plane. He had never seen a plane. Okay. <laughs> who are those that are coming? <laughs> who are these that fly along clouds? Huh? Who are these that fly along clouds like those to their nests? Who are these that are flying like this? There are those Ship, there are those who are coming by place. If the prophet of God Isaiah was in our day, he would have talked of planes, but he could only speak it in terms of birds going to their nests. Surely the island looked to me in the lead at the ships of Tashish bringing your children from afar. You see what is going on? They're not just bringing their children, he says, with their silver and gold to the honor of the Lord your God. The Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Shall somebody? When Solomon was endowed with wisdom, people came from everywhere. He became a person of influence, he became the envy of nations. They brought their silver, they brought their gold until Jerusalem became so wealthy. Not just Solomon, Jerusalem became so wealthy. That silver became common like stones. You can just move in Jerusalem. If you don't have money, you can move from Egypt, go to Jerusalem and pick some money and go back home. That's how rich this man got.
1: Hey, you're
0: Number four, honor and favor. When God makes you a person of influence, one of the things you're going to see is that you're going to start receiving honor. You're going to start receiving favor. Look at verse 10, NIV. Foreigners will rebuild your walls. People who have nothing to do with building your life, nothing to do with assisting you. He says, they will stand to assist you. He says, and their kings will save you. They will call it an honor. Please, can we help you? You say you are going to Namibia, the, the entire president receives you at the airport because you are up. Sure a person of great significance has come into the land. Those media, they are ready to receive you. Are you hearing what i told talking about? You have become a person of solutions become a person of influence. He says they will save you. He says though in anger I struck you in favor I will show you compassion. Number five victory and submission. When you become a person of, of influence you, you, you have effortless victories and then things and people begin to submit to you. Look at verse 11 to verse 13 NIV. Your gates will always stand open and they will never be shut day or night. You see there are those who are ever praying oh god give me this oh god give me... when you become a person of influence no need to pray such prayers you keep getting things even though you don't want them you know you, you keep getting things it's, it's your birthday people are buying new cars yet you have already a lot of cars you don't even know what to do with them you're just giving them up and yet there is another person who is crying give me a car God. give me a car <laughs> men and women of influence that's what i'm seeing in this house your gates will always stand open they will never be shut day or night so that people 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 may bring you the wealth of the nations people they keep coming with the wealth of the nations they keep coming with money with different, different currencies why you are a person of solutions you have lights they are in darkness they need light, so they can exchange. They can exchange their gold for your light. They can exchange their their finances for the solutions that God has given you for them. He says every day, every night. There are kings led in triumphal processions. So you see that victory over kingdoms. When you win the king, you have won the kingdom. Now you have kings. You are a soul winner, but you see your your, your level of soul winning has gone to an advanced level. Here you are winning. You are winning presidents to Christ. Go back. Huh? You are willing. You are not those. Mr. President, I have good news to share with you. Please give me audience. I want to preach the gospel to you. And then it gives you audience, and then you are there. You must give your life to Jesus. Oh, yes, yes. Make sure you vote for me next year. Make sure you vote for me. Okay, okay. Uh, okay, I'll do what you have said. No, this one is different. This one is different. Remember what we read the other He said, Kings shall stand at attention when you pass by. This one has the attention of kings. I can't so talk about. Mm, look at verse twelve. <laughs> For the nation or kingdom that will not serve you will perish; it will be utterly ruined. See the kind of solutions God is giving us—the kind of solution that the world cannot do without. If they, in their pride, refuse to receive from us, they will perish. pray for you. May God give you such solutions that even those that hate you will have no option than to come to you for that solution. May God give you solutions that are rare. Solutions that are rare. Solutions that are not common. No, no, no. I'm not just talking about solutions to so prayer you can lay hands on them. We are dealing with a lot of things here. He says go ye into all the world. He did not say go into the world. He said all oh, the world. That means the scientific world. That means the mathematical world, the political world. It's see, different worlds. We come from different worlds. So he said we should go to those worlds and preach the gospel. But until he makes us a people of influence, we'll be noise makers. We'll not be agents of change or transformation. We'll simply be making noise. It's the same God who put all this knowledge in your earth. How can he not fully give it to us? The knowledge that many are spending many years to try and understand. The Bible says from the mouth of God there is wisdom and knowledge. This is not the God that you talk to every day. Why is it that He only gives you you finished products? He never gives you the raw materials. He never shows you what to do. So you can become a commander of signs and wonders. A not one who has to wait for a sign and a wonder to happen. The Bible says Moses So, what they, they were ever waiting for Moses to perform the acts because he knew the ways. Ever waiting. Ever waiting for a miracle service where you can perform miracles in your own life. Ever waiting. When are we going to have another service where the sick will be healed? Where you can command healing for yourself and healing for nations. God begins to show you the ways of God. The God has secrets. That's why when he talks about prayer, he talks about the secret place. It's a place where secrets are revealed. That is why when you pray, you go with your notebook because it shows that you are expecting more than God is telling you, I'm going to do it. You're expecting that God will make you a participant in the performance of that miracle. You're expecting that God will show you what to do. God, what should I do? Because you see, if if success happens by accident, it cannot be repeated. Mm -hmm. If it happens without your participation, you will not know what caused it to happen. And so you have it, to be a wasp of manifestation. When you want something to be a continual manifestation, you need to take part in causing it to happen. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Tell me what to do. I love Paul. He encounters Jesus. He says, Who are you? He said, I am Jesus. Look, Paul, it is hard for you to kick against the bricks, meaning that the way you have gone is a difficult way. You need to change. Paul says, Okay, Lord, I'm going to change. But what do you want me to do? He asked the right question. He did not say, yes, Lord, I'm going to start a ministry. No, what, what do you want me to do? He says, you will go to the city. I will show you what you shall do. When you ask the wrong questions, you will get the wrong answers. You need to learn to ask the right questions. Father, my family has been poor and broke. No one has ever made needed here. What should I do? Here I am not just come to say in Jesus' name, uh, poverty ends in my family. I I, 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 I declare, I declare, poverty will end. How will it end? Will money fall down from heaven? How will it end? Lord, show me what what should I do? What should I do? I told you, wisdom is the ability to make the right decisions at the right time, in the right place, and for the right reasons has wisdom. What should I do? Actions. Right actions. Right decisions. Right actions. For the right reasons. Your prayer life should change. Oh God please keep my boss from firing me. Keep my boss. Oh Lord show me how to become irreplaceable. That no matter what happens to the economy they cannot fire me. Show me how to be irreplaceable. (laughs) You are praying the wrong prayer. Oh God, keep my boss from firing me. So every time it's an act of mercy, you are on your job by mercy. No, you should be on demand. It shouldn't be that your boss is doing you a favor by giving you. It should be that you are doing them a favor by staying. Because God has made you irreplaceable. If you move everything before him. Look at Jacob. Jacob told his boss, I am tired of working here. It's time for me to work for myself. Please, release me. The boss said, I know that, listen, I know that my business has prospered because of you. Tell me, what should I do? I cannot let you go. Hi. For some people, when you say, I, I, I'm leaving this job, you, you are, you're trying to threaten, you're trying to threaten the boss because you're not reaching in a proper way. You're trying to threaten. I'll stop coming for work. I'll stop. I'll stop. He didn't write a quick letter for me and signs it, you are gone. So the nation or kingdom that will not will perish. If they do not keep me at this good place, this good company will perish. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Listen, there are people who say, anybody who left your life, anyone who left your life, if they left because they were supposed to leave, mm-hmm. there are people that should not leave your life. <laughs> There are people that should never live your life. Lord, learn the hard way. Abraham should not live your life, Lord. Because the reason you are wealthy, the reason you are successful is because you are connected to him. Living, you end up in a cave. You end up in a cave with your two daughters. Your wife would have turned into a pillar of salt. So leave it. it is better for you to allow your servants to go because the, the reason for the contention is that your servants are fighting with his servant. they release your servants, Stay with him. But Lord was not that smart. He ended up going to a place God was thinking of destroying. Sodom and Gomorrah. When he came out, he came out empty. When he went in, he went in with great substance. There are people who should not live your life. When these people live your life, you are in great trouble. You will live a difficult life. Why? Because the life that God planned for us is not a life that should be lived in isolation. There are certain people who should be part of it. Jesus, unless and until there is a John the Baptist, your ministry will be difficult. Someone needs to announce your coming. And that is why it was a must for John the Baptist to be born. You see, And, and, and the angel knew the formula for performing miracles. You don't speak in a certain way. When Zechariah was not believing, the angel knew. If, if this guy is left with his mouth open, he will, he will adopt the coming of John and therefore disappoint the ministry of Jesus. So he shut his mouth until John was born. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't do that for you. I mean, I, I, I said to God, God, I wish we could make some people damn until their miracle happens. Because when they when they when you say you are going to perform it, they start saying, "Don't know if it is going to happen." I don't know. I don't. Know, I don't know whether I don't know If only God could close their mouths. He shut the mouth of Zachariah because he did not believe. But for Mary, she believed, and therefore God could not shut her mouth. Because that angel knew how miracles work. You don't talk in say. There are, people who should not, there are people who should live your life. Because you see, listen, as long as they are there, you'll be in problems. You'll be in trouble. You see, Jonah is on this ship, so there is a storm. The storm is because of Jonah. Jonah goes, the storm goes. There are people who should live in part of your life. May God give you the wisdom to decide who should stay and who should not never stay. <laughs> Some problems are very unnecessary. Our friend Jonathan did not have that wisdom. God had rejected his father, yet his tackled his father because he said blood is thicker than water. And so when his father was killed, he died with his father. Even though he had come into covenant with the person that God was lifting, he lacked the wisdom to discern what is more important here. He died with his father. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Can you, can you finish reading this? Verse 13. The glory of Lebanon will come to you Let's stand. Rise to your feet as we finish your release. The glory of Lebanon will come to you. The Janipa, the fire, the cypress together to adorn my sanctuary. And I will glorify the place for my feet. Oh, glory to God. Number six, recognition and acknowledgement. When you become a person of influence, you'll be recognized everywhere you go. You'll be acknowledged everywhere you go. When there is a person of influence in a room, you will hear anybody who stands up, they will recognize that person. Because I would like to appreciate and thank so and so for coming for this meeting. He's not the only one who has come. There are so many others who have come. But because this one is a great person, this one is a person of influence, the meeting cannot start without him being recognized. If the president were to come to this place, there are some of us, we don't vote for him, we don't like him, but because he's the president we will recognize him, who want to shake his head. There are people you will not even want to shake their hands because they are not they have no influence over your life. It will have to be great love on your part for you to shake their hands and greet them. But for this one, you will count it an honor if you were to shake his head. Look at this, As Isaiah 6, verse 14. Give me verse 14. Quickly. <clears throat> the children of your oppressors will come bowing before you. I talked about submission there. You see, when a ministry is exalted by God, it becomes an influence. You start seeing people say, "I want to submit to you. I want to become your son. I want to become your daughter." There is submission. See that? The children of your oppressors will come bowing before you. All who despise, not son, all who despise you will bow down at your feet. <laughs> the reason they despise you is because you have not become. When you become, they have no option. He says they will bow down at your feet and will call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. That means they will call you by the right name. Right now, they are calling you a fool. Right now, they are calling you a nobody. Right now, they are calling you someone who is going nowhere, an entity. But because you have become a person of influence, they will call you by the right name. They will say you are a blessed person. They will say you are the Zion of God. Out of whom the the, 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 the light of God is shining. Because it says out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, light shines. They will call you by the right name. You'll be recognized. You'll be acknowledged. This is your birthright. Number seven, celebration and impact. When you become a person of influence, you will make impact. Not just uh, uh, impact in your family, but generational impact transgenerational impact as it were look at verse 15 from the KJV whereas kosoko someone is someone receiving this in their spirit? I must no no no, if this is not something you are saying I will this is something that is a must I must become a person of influence I cannot just be a member in the church I must become an influence in the house of God I must become an influence in my generation my generation should not rot in my time. Things should not fail where I am. I must rise. I must shine. I must take my place. Listen, he says, Whereas thou hast been forsaken and hated, so that no man went through thee. Nobody came to visit you. Nobody came to greet you. You were forsaken. You were hated. But now because you have become a person of influence, he says, I will make this. And Nintendo cannot Security. When you become a person of influence, you can afford peace and security in your life. Look at verse 17 and 18. He says, For brass, I will bring gold. For iron, I will bring silver. For wood, brass. And for stones, iron. I will also make thy officers peace. Because you have become a person of influence, I will make your officers peace. Those guiding you, those, those uh, watching over your life I will make them peace peace will watch over you peace will watch over you and that excites righteousness he says violence shall no more behave in thy land. wasting no destruction within thy borders but thou shall call thy world salvation and I get praise you have become a personal influence hmm. number nine When you become a person of influence, that will be the end of sorrow and pain. Not only in your life, but in the lives of everyone under your influence. The end of sorrow and pain. Look at verse 19 to 20 from N.I.U. He says, the sun will no more be your light by day. You will have a different light from others. Your light is not coming from the sun. It's not a natural light. Your understanding is not a natural understanding. Your knowledge is not coming from the senses. He says, no, will the brightness of the moon shine on you. For the Lord will be your everlasting light. And your God will be your glory. So God himself will be downloading things into your spirit. Yeah, I know there will be an actual uh, fulfillment of this prophecy. When he creates a new heaven and a new earth. But there is a partial fulfillment in our day and time. When we walk under a different light from what others are walking under. You see, what you see is determined by the light that you are under. What you see, your perception, your reality, is determined by the light that you are under. That is why when they when they take someone under a certain light, they can see his bones. They can see the inward parts of his body through that light. And when you live under the light of God, you get to see what others don't see. That is how you can walk by faith because you are using a different light. The word of God now becomes your light, and by the light of the word, where others are seeing sickness, you are seeing health. So you say, "I am healed." But by the light of God, where others are seeing and casting down, you are declaring and lifting up. And the Bible says, "When you declare and lifting, your light will shine upon your ways." That means the light that you are walking under will be spread abroad. Are you here what I'm telling you? I that he says, Your sun will never set again, and your moon will one no more. The Lord will be your everlasting light, and your days of sorrow will end. Yeah. When God becomes your light, He says, Your days of sorrow will end. Yeah. Number 10, is establishment of God's kingdom and righteousness. When you become an influence, a person of influence, You can easily establish God's kingdom. You can easily bring people under the rulership of God. You can easily manifest the righteousness of God. Look at verse 21. NIV. Verse 21. And we're going to pray. It says, then all your people, all your people, you can put it then all of Zambia." You can put it that all of Africa is possible, it's possible. You can put it that all your generation is possible. That all your people will be righteous. Why? There is someone God has risen. There is someone God has lifted. There is someone God has raised. And this person is influencing them positively. So he says all your people shall be righteous. When the wicked are in power, when the wicked are in positions of influence, when the wicked are persons of influence, then people become wicked. But God wants to exalt the righteous so that righteousness can spread. He says, Then all your people will be righteous and they will possess the land forever. Establishment. He said, Occupy okay, till I come. He says, They are the shoot I have parted. the work of my hands for the display of my splendor. Number 11, amplified influence. Amplified results, rather. When you become a person of influence, your results are amplified. Look at verse 22. Get ready to pray. Get ready to pray. I must become a person of influence. I must become. He says, The least of you will become a thousand. The smallest, the mighty nation. We say, Brother. Go ahead, study this together. Let me put it for you in a way you understand. When a church becomes a church that is influential, (laughs) growth, church growth becomes very easy. A person goes to a village or to any area, they don't know him. But they know the church. He starts the church, he puts the poster. He may not even put his face on the poster. He puts the pastor that is known. He puts the name that they know. All of a sudden, people will start coming. They don't know him, but they know the church. That is why you find that it is very easy for an established church to establish other churches. They have become a church of influence. They are using the name. That is why you find that it is very easy for companies that are established to grow. You want to start a chicken and chips restaurant with a no name or with a new name, you may struggle, unless God gives you influence. But if you start a hungry lion, I hear what I'm trying to tell you. You start a hungry lion, they don't know you, but they know hungry lion. They'll start coming to you. But you may be selling better chicken, better chips, and because they don't know your name, that is why God said, I will make your name great. The and pray, I must become a person of influence. I must break all limitations that have kept me on the same level with others. If you have go ahead and pray, you must be angry in your spirit right now. I must not accept the center of I cannot continue like this. I must rise. I must